Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, hello. Um, my name is Megan Thomas. I go by Meg Scoop online. Um, a lot of people ask me why, because I've always done like um, on-air personality stuff or producing, and that means you need to know your stuff. So I always had the scoop on whatever was going on. So that's how I got the name Meg Scoop. But um, I am an on-air personality. I'm a host. I am also a producer um, for digital content on All Deaf, which is a, basically it's, it's um, a comedic YouTube channel, but now it has branched off into music, into uh, the world of cannabis, into gaming. So it's a, basically an all around digital media company, but I specifically work in the comedy department. Um, and I'm probably one of the few women that's on the channel. I work with all comedians, all guys, most of the time. So it's pretty fun. And um, actually, I love it. It's, it's the first job that I've actually been like, man, this is the best job ever. <laughs> okay, Meg Scoop, you got the dish, it sounds like. Yes, yes, I try to. That just means I'm nosy. That's basically what it means. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that can work in your favor if you learn how to channel it. You know what I mean? Exactly. I've made a career out of it. Hello. There you go. <laughs> So it sounds like you've got a lot on your plate. You're, you're doing a couple of different things as far as your professional career, but you're also, I believe, a mother, right? And a fiance. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I have a now one and a half year old um, engaged. And then also out of, you know, this new journey of motherhood that I'm on, um, started a podcast with my friend who is also we're like our our mommyhood journeys mirror each other so we just decided to start the podcast um as a way to release some of the frustrations and the, and the issues that we've had as mothers because i think you know we have this stigma in our heads that i'm the mom i should know all the things and you know you you don't want to be a bad mom but the truth is look we're all trying to figure it out and i need a break from these kids sometimes and it's okay to say that you know i think um, I know, what is it? It's May. It's in May. So now there's been, this is the, what did you say? It was the health awareness month, health, mental health awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's important because as a mother, like you lose all type of sanity. Sometimes it's hormonal after you have a child. Sometimes it's just you trying to figure out how to be a mother for the first time. And, you know, out of that, it's okay to say, I don't have it together. I don't know how to do this. Today, I don't feel like momming, even though I'm a mother. You know, it's okay to say that. It doesn't make you a bad mother. Just, we all have our days. And so that's how uh, my podcast, Mommy Needs a Break, came about. Just like, we need a break. We need to talk about this craziness and all the stuff that our children are doing. Because right now, I don't want to see them. I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to <laughs> change no diapers. I want to buy a name. Like, I get it now. 
Yeah, I think that, you know, you honoring that and being able to say what everyone is already thinking, you know what I mean? It's not like it's the first time um, that has crossed somebody's mind, but knowing and honoring that is so helpful, I'm sure, for all the moms that listen to the podcast, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's just being real about it. I think, you know, like I I always I wish I would have had a little more strength within myself when I first had my son, because I dealt with postpartum depression for the first almost the first year. But I was so ashamed of saying that. And I felt like a failure failure if I had admitted that. So instead of getting help, I just kind of suffered in silence mentally. And it caused a lot of issues, which I'm so like, I'm, I can talk about it now. But at the time, it was just like, yo, I am I am falling fast. <laughs> I'm going down in flames and I, I need help. But I was too ashamed to say anything. And I think as women, especially black women, we don't want to talk about those things when we should. Yeah, I think there's some societal, you know, messages that we receive that you're supposed to be strong, you're supposed to be independent and be able to do it by yourself. But, you know, historically, and just by, you know, by nature, it takes a village. And so we all need support at some point, we all need help. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that that message kind of gets in our way of actually being able to implement it. We can say it to our friends, but like doing it ourselves can be really challenging. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, second time around, I know what I need to do. The meds, everything, I give them to me, okay? If I need them, I'm (laughs) going to take them. Oh my gosh, I was having such a good conversation with a friend of mine. She's also a therapist and and we were talking about grief and loss and just saying how, you know, any life transition comes with its fair share of loss. And so it's difficult because when someone has a kid, like, yeah, that's a beautiful, joyous experience. But then there's also a little bit of loss in there, loss of maybe your identity, a loss of time, a loss of sleep. And how can we honor that and still be grateful, obviously, for, you know, the beauty that is motherhood? Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you said that, because that's I think that's one of the biggest things I dealt with was the the loss of identity, because, you know, I'm a later, I guess, later in life, mom. I'm now 35. And I have a, I've just been focused on my career for the last maybe 15 years. Literally, that's it. Just been grinding hard to get to where I am now. And then all of a sudden, this little baby comes into your world and whatever you thought was your focus is no longer the case. It can't be, you know, but it's like, okay, how do I reconcile these two parts of me? Because I love my career. I love my job, but I also love being a mother. But now I feel like, somebody's going to get shafted, either my son or my career. And I don't want it to be my son. So that means my career got to fall to the wayside. Like, how does that work? So it took a while for me to like understand how to reconcile the two and that, you know, I'm a spiritual person. So if God gave me one and he gave me the other, then they are going to work in conjunction. It's just, it might take me a while to figure out exactly what that flow looks like, but all of it is meant to happen. It's definitely adjustment. I love that. Yeah. So you've already mentioned, you know, some of what might be considered lessons learned, but what would you say are some of the greatest kind of takeaways from your experience, whether it's personally or professionally that you could share? Um, One of the things that I always say is I am enough. Um, And sometimes I got to look in the mirror and say to myself and be like, you are enough, girl, because there's so many times in my life where I've had an insecurity about something, whether it's my looks or my career or, you know, my hair, there's always been some, you know, as a woman's how society 
puts all of these pressures on us, mm-hmm. I've had to look in the mirror myself and just be like, girl, you are enough. The way God made you, the color of your skin, the type of hair you have, your weight, even though God ain't make you this chunky, you did this to yourself. But even with that, <laughs> you, you're enough, you're enough. And when it comes to relationships, you're enough. Like if he ain't treating you right, girl, let him go because you're enough. You know, who you are at your core is beautiful. And do we all have flaws? Yeah, absolutely. But at the core of us, we are enough. And and that's that's fine. And so I think it's just very important to say that and to remind ourselves that like, hey, girl, you're enough, you know? And And there's nothing that needs to be added to you or taken away to make you worthy. You are worthy just the way you are. Even- I love that. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying I love that you mentioned that because not only is it that you are, you know, creating that affirmation for yourself, but then what's so significant is that you said, I might have to go in the mirror and tell it to myself, you know, and we use our eyes to judge the world. We use our eyes to judge ourselves against other people. Um, And at what point do we use our eyes to love on ourselves or to affirm ourselves? And I think- doing that mirror work can be really helpful because you might get in the mirror and you'd be like, Ooh, you might start boohoo crying. Like, you know, right, right. looking at yourself. But Ooh, you know, I've done like, that several times, girl. <laughs> but you know, but, but at the, at the end of the day, like you're enough, you know, and, and, and that really came out. I had to start saying that um, when I first moved to LA and I was auditioning for like acting roles, hosting roles, a lot of stuff. So you go into a room and then there's 20 other girls who look just like you but cuter in your head, they look better than you. And you just like, oh, ain't no chance that I'm gonna ever get this role. But you have to remember that you're unique. No matter, I don't care if someone looks exactly like you, what God put in you is unique. Nobody can replicate that. Even if they wanted to, let them try because no one can be you. No one has the purpose that you have. No one has a calling that you have. No one has the exact same gifts in the order that you have them. So with all that being said, like no one can do what you do. And so you have to walk in with your head held high, even with your insecurities and walk out and be like, all right, I did my best. That was me. I'm good. And that's not just for auditioning. I mean, I've, I've had to do that sometimes with like, you know, like looking up after in a relationship, like, okay, I'm enough. The guy's not treating me the way I wanted to be treated. Like, if that's the case, like he got to go, Megan, like he he can't be, you can't give him any space in your life because you're enough. And if he doesn't recognize that, you got to give him the deuces. So I've had to do that in relationships. I've had to do that with jobs. I've had to do that with, you know, even friendships, like, oh, that friend is not serving you. Like you're enough. You've done what you're supposed to do as a friend. Like you got to let them go. So um, you know, it's just important. You gotta, sometimes you just have to verbally say that to yourself. You have to you know it in your head, but you got to look in the mirror and just verbally say it sometimes. Yes. You got to say it. Cause sometimes someone else can tell you and you don't believe what they say. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes it has to come from you yeah. and, um, being able to take a step back to, to get honest with yourself and be, um, just just real with yourself, I think, can be really challenging, but is necessary, especially it's any industry. You know what I mean? Like there's people in corporate America and you work with a whole bunch of people that don't look like you and you have to right. say I'm enough, you know? Right, right, right. You got that. You got a code switch and then you, you're like, oh, crap. This is not <laughs> what I was thinking. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like you're enough. You have special gifts and special talents that they don't have and you're, because you're unique and you just need to embrace that. Yes, I love it. Okay, so what what at this point in your life brings you the most joy? Um, 
I say seeing my son laugh and smile, like it, it validates for me that I'm doing something right. You know, I think as a, as a parent, you always question like, which one of your decisions is right. Am I, is he learning enough? Am I being too harsh? Am I being too lenient? Mm-hmm. Um, am I giving him the right food? Like there's always these questions of, am I doing the right thing? But when I see him smile and I see him happy and I see his little, his little twinkle in his eyes. And at that moment, I know I've done, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. My son's happy. And, and at the, when I just look at the basics of parenting, like he's good. He's, he's not starving. He's got a roof over his head with warm clothing. He's clean. <laughs> like he can speak. He can say some words. Like he's, He's just a generally happy little boy. So when I look at the basics, I'm doing well. And his smile confirms that for me. I think one of my friends has posted um, that your your kid doesn't need you to be perfect. They need you to be present. Exactly. That's 100,000% true. Because, And the reason I can tell you that is because when I have that phone in my hand and I'm, I've gone down the wormhole of Instagram or emails <laughs> or whatever, he will immediately pull my hand or snatch it or try to get in my face, sit in my lap, like, hey, excuse me, need attention. He gonna let you know. <laughs> Even if I'm sitting in his playroom with him, like he's playing, he's like, no, 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 you have to play with me. Put your phone down <laughs> or let me play with your phone and we can play together. I'll just be like, all right, I got you. I understand, buddy. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I think that that's one of the common denominators, laughter in general, but hearing your kids laugh, I think is a next level thing because their laughter is just so pure exactly. and so real, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yep. My little baby, my little guy. Oh, I can't believe he's like almost a two-year-old. I just had a moment. Oh. Time flies, though. When you have kids, it's like, where did? how old are you now? You know right. I mean? And I just saw a, a video from a year ago, and I was like, I don't even remember this little baby. It's been a whirlwind, okay? <laughs> yeah, they get big fast. And then you start wondering, like, okay, we're going to have to start getting some extra groceries or something. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Yes. So. I'm sure you've had your fair share of life's trials and tribulations. And so what I like to ask is, excuse me, is when you felt stuck or, or lost or defeated, what has been helpful for you to kind of, you know, move through that process? Um, let me see. I would probably say, um, so I recently moved from, um, Los Angeles, but I was there for seven years. And, you know, if you've ever talked to anybody who's done the the acting thing or the following their artistic dreams, you may hear of the expression struggling artist. Um, and in, in LA, that is just a comment, like everyone understands, everyone has been struggling. Most people are still struggling. Um, it's just an expensive city. And then when you pursue your dreams, sometimes you have to forfeit uh comforts of life and one of them might be like a like living in a nice place or you know having the luxury of time because now it's taken up with multiple jobs trying to pursue your dream to you know fund your mm-hmm. life to pursue your dream so i would say one of the times that i felt the most stuck and lost was probably probably like my second or third year in los angeles and i didn't have like, I didn't really know what, where my path was going. I knew in my heart, I was supposed to be in LA. I knew in my heart that pursuing like hosting on-air personality was where I was supposed to be, but I didn't know how to get there. You know what I mean? I didn't know 
I didn't want to take a permanent job doing something because I felt like God had moved me out of that to now, you know, being able to work full time in my dream. So I'm like, how, like, how do I get there to where I can support myself with my passion? Um, and I felt super just stuck and lost. I had taken, I had to work like three or four jobs at one time just to support myself so that I could pursue my dream. And so after doing that for maybe like four years, it was, I was just like, what am I like? what am I doing? When is this, when is this going to happen? God, like, Mm -hmm. why am I still struggling? I'm trying to do everything right. I'm, you know, I'm not sleeping. I'm not partying. I'm not like wasting away my money. Like, but yet, and still, I'm still struggling. I'm working multiple jobs. I'm always tired because I don't have time to sleep. Like, and I know I'm, I know I have a talent and, but I see other people getting jobs and I'm like, well, why can't I get a job? Like I have more talent than them. Come on, God, help me out here. You know? (laughs) And then the the thief of comparison comes into your life and now you're looking at other people's journeys and you're like, wait, let me compare. Why is mine looking different? You know? So like all this stuff was happening and I just was lost. And I remember sitting in my car, like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And when I said that in my mind, it, I didn't know if it, it wasn't like a, I'm going to kill myself. Right. But I didn't know what it meant. I just was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this place of like questioning. I don't want to be here, uh, you know, like like mentally, I don't want to be in this space. Physically, I don't yeah. want to be in this space of like trying to pay rent and being broke. And like, I don't want that. I don't want to be around this anymore, but I know I'm supposed to be here. So what do I do? And I remember just sitting in my car. It was dark late one night and I just sat there for like, two hours and I just I started praying and I started talking to God and I started like if you had heard that prayer you would be like wait is this a prayer or is this like you going off because I was yelling I was crying Mm -hmm. I was screaming I like it was just I just had to pour everything that was weighing me down in my spirit I just had to start saying it I didn't care I was cursing I was like everything I just let everything out and I really feel like that's what I needed to do at that moment because I needed, you know, I'm a very spiritual person and my relationship with God may look a little weird to some people, but for me, I understand that it's it's how it's supposed to be. So in that moment, I just had to really be like, I'm just lay everything out and it just had to come out in its raw form. And if it was curse words in there, there were curse words in there. I didn't care because this is how I feel, God. You didn't hear this. I'm tired. And I just let everything out. And I will tell you, at the end of that, I really felt like a relief in my spirit. Because A, I had let everything out. And B, I felt like that was a conversation that God wanted me to have with him. He knew how I felt. But he was like, you're not really talking to me. You're not really telling me. And once I got that out, I'm telling you, I felt so great. And and that was just an example of how in my life when things are going left and I just don't know where I am am supposed to be. Like, I just have to turn to God. I got to let everything out, lay it all out on the table (laughs) and talk to him. And he usually gives me the answers and I just have to be open. Sometimes those answers might come from the little wino on the corner or the homeless guy up the street. Like you got to be open because you don't know where the answers are going to come from. Oh, trust me. There's a couple of times that came from the little homeless dude on the corner. I was like, all right, thank you, sir. Thank you, Lord, for the homeless dude on the corner because he's really speaking to me and he didn't even know it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that for me is just like, how do I handle it? I definitely have to 
I got to go talk to God about it. And how I talk to him probably don't look like how most people talk to him. (laughs) I think you said it so beautifully because, you know, the point is that everyone should have a unique relationship with God or with source or with whoever, you know what I mean? Whoever they believe in, your relationship is supposed to be unique. The relationship that you have with your first child is going to be different than the relationship that you have with your second, your third, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, I think people get caught up, like you said, like comparison is the thief of joy and feeling like, why doesn't my life look like that person's life? Why doesn't my relationship with God look like that person's relationship with God? And if, you know, if your relationship with your source is supposed to be like your heavenly father, right, then you should be able to be real with your parent pretty much right. you know right. you would want your kid to be able to come to you when they're struggling or when they're dealing with something regardless of whether um they believe that it's what you want to hear or not because you just want to take care of them you want to be able to hear them out and support them however you can and so we sometimes I think get caught up feeling like there has to be some distance or that it has to be like this pretty packaged message that we're like exactly. <laughs> giving to God or whatever and so you were like nah strip away all of the extra strip away the frills <laughs> And whatever else, I just need to be real with you, God. I need to have a conversation with my dad, and I need to let you know how I feel. Yep. And you felt better after that. I did. I did. And I and I and I'm glad. Like I didn't allow because I grew up a church kid, you know, in church four or five days a week. Like that was my life. And so mm-hmm. what I didn't want was the whole religiosity of it, you know, to affect me. But it was because, you know, because I didn't have that pretty package, as you said, like to say what I needed to say, I just didn't say anything. I didn't talk to God about it. I just mm-hmm. let it keep packing on, on the inside. Just let it build, just let it build up. And mm-hmm. at that point it was like, yo, that's religious. Like that's what, that's religion. People saying you have to pray a certain way. You got to talk to God a certain way. You got to be, no. At the end of the day, he was like, look, just say what you got to say. And that's real. That's what you want from people. Yep. Yeah, that's what you want from anybody else. You know what I mean? So why wouldn't it be the same exactly. spiritually? Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Very well said. What do you feel like? Because, you you know, you're an on-air personality. You're a producer. You're in the creative realm. Um, what role do you feel like creativity plays in your life and in your wellness, if at all? Um, I think a major part because, you know, what, what I do is as a digital creator, I'm, I'm for my, for my actual professional job, I'm required to give ideas. I'm required to come up with strategies to help those ideas come to fruition. I'm, I'm responsible for, you know, just coming up with stuff. So, Mm -hmm. and it gets challenging because sometimes it's like, I don't have nothing today. I'm empty today. I got right. nothing, you know? And and when you're a creative like me, those days feel extra heavy because now not only do I not have anything, I also am not fulfilling what I know to be my purpose. But the truth is, it's okay for you to have days like that because sometimes you just need days to recharge. Sometimes you don't need to be thinking about, okay, how am I going to change the world today? Sometimes you just need to... Have mm-hmm. a self-care day and just watch movies in the bed. It's okay. It's okay if the dishes didn't get cleaned or the kitchen's a little dirty or your clothes are piling up on the on the corner. Like, it's okay. Like, handle that tomorrow. Just make a commitment today. I'm just going to have, like, a mental health day. I'm going to do what serves me. And then I'll get back to being creative on another day. 
and that's okay. Cause you ain't you ain't gonna you ain't gonna hit a hundred every day. Nobody does, not even in sports. Listen, <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. That's so good because I think people put too much pressure on themselves to be productive or to be you know if you're a creative, you feel like well I need to be creating every day or I need to be able to you know churn out whatever um, on some type of regular basis. And sometimes you just need to creativity also you know, sometimes comes from boredom or taking a step back and then some idea will come to your head and you're like, oh, you was doing something completely different and you're like, oh, exactly. Now, I do believe you should do something every day towards whatever your dream or your passion is. But sometimes that what that looks like is literally like, okay, like you said, like today I'm just going to do X, Y, Z that has nothing to explicitly do with my dream or passion. And then you might get an idea that comes from nowhere just because you're you're doing you're following something that you needed to do for that day like that's okay mm-hmm. I mean even if it's like I'm gonna just read one little article or I'm gonna read a tweet from somebody who is like uh, someone that I want to follow like who's who I look at their career and I really like the career I'll read one tweet like you, fine you did something today that serves your your passion that's it like it doesn't have to be anything huge so that part I do believe like even on your day off like there's still something there that will serve your passion or your what's in your heart to do yeah your 24 hours is necessary to to not play around with but it's really important to to know how to structure it and when you might need a break and all that stuff so that you can keep going and moving forward. Yes. Oh, yes. So if someone were to come to you and say, hey, you know what? I'm struggling. Um, I'm having a hard time. I'm just unfulfilled. What would you give that person um, as advice or suggestion to live a more satisfying lifestyle? Um. Well, a couple of things. The first thing is generally like what I would tell myself, which is how much time have you spent with the creator? So, you know, for me or whatever you believe mm-hmm. the creator to be, you know, for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I I notice that when I haven't spent time with God, when I haven't spent quiet time with him in the morning before, you know, my day gets going, I, I notice that everything seems to be off that I just can't seem to get it right. I get frustrated a lot more. I have less patience. Like, uh, so that's what I, that would be the first thing I would say. Like, how much time have you spent? (laughs) Because usually when you don't spend time with, with the creator, then you, you always seem to feel like where, what's my purpose? Like I'm not fulfilled because you didn't spend time with the one who gave you the purpose or who gave you the fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So I would say that first. And then secondly, I would say, what have you done if, you know, I've actually had somebody say this to me, like, she was just like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like, I just feel like I'm on a black hole and, I'm, and things are just terrible. And I was, and I remember saying to her, I was like, well, what have you done for other people lately? And she was like, what are you talking about me? And I was like, exactly. Like, what have you done for other people? Because a lot of times when you focus on yourself and your problems, you then forget to focus on the other ones around you, like people around you. And usually when you're helping other people or when you are giving, you are now empty to receive. And so when you're so focused on like me, 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 you ain't, you ain't emptying out. So there's nothing that can be put in. So I remember telling that she was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Because this friend, she typically would like, she would feed the homeless a couple of times a month. She would like mentor Mm -hmm. some kids and she hadn't been doing any of that. And 
all of that was part of her purpose. Like she was supposed to be doing that. That's what fulfilled her. But because she, you know, she was like, oh, I had to take on extra jobs. So I didn't have time for that. And, and now like somebody's sick and like, you know, I'm trying to send them money. So I'm working extra hours. I was like, well, that's cool. But like, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing to help other people because we're not on this earth just for ourselves. Mm. We're here to help. Like our experiences help other people. Our, the bad stuff, the good stuff, all of that has happened to you to help someone else. So when you don't worry about that, you don't think about that, then now you're just focusing on yourself and now you feel unfulfilled. So whatever your thing is to help somebody else, like ask yourself that question, like what have I been doing to help somebody else lately? And usually when you feeling like depressed about life, it's usually because you ain't did nothing for somebody else. So check that answer. Meg Scoop, you got you are over here. Everybody needs to be taking notes. I'm a, I'm jotting down my own little <laughs> notes. I'm gonna put them in the show notes because this is this is necessary. So first, you have to check in to see, you know, how much time have you spent with your creator, whoever, whatever you believe that to be, because we're like gas tanks. You know yeah. what I mean? And so if we we fill up, but we're going through our day, we're busy, we're parents, we're working, everyone is, you know, every part of our life is taking from us. And the only way to recharge or to fill up is with the creator. Oh, yeah. So if you're not taking time to fill up with the creator, then that's why you want yep. to Exactly. Exactly. And then what are you doing to pour into other people? Because you can't just be sitting around on E. You can't leave your car. You know, I've had to go and start my car. I haven't been leaving the house. But I have to go and start my car at least because to leave it there and not do anything with it would be detrimental to the car. It'll start breaking down. And so we have to do the same thing is what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's to me, it's very important. What are you doing for other people? You know, I mean, I've had so many times in my life, I was like, uh, I wasn't doing stuff for other people. I wasn't, you know, and one of, mm-hmm. one of the things that I love to do is actually feed the homeless. That's something that my family has done forever. That's something that I just have, that's like part of the ministry of my life that is just always going to be there. And for a long time, especially when, you know, I was like late in my pregnancy. And then after I had my son, I, I wasn't doing that because I was just like, I gotta focus on this baby. But guess what? Like, that's still a mission mm-hmm. that's in my heart and in my spirit. And that's something that I always have to do. That's just one of my callings. So for me to not do that, regardless of whatever life changes I was having, was always going to leave some unfulfillment in my life. So like, I had to do what? that. <laughs> I had to get back on it. Well, it has been my pleasure to chat with you and to gain some insight into, you know, what's helped you kind of be where you're at and maintain your mental health. It is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, Let us know a little bit about where we can find you and how we can support you moving forward. Well, thank you so much. Um, Yes, you can definitely hit me up at Meg Scoop like scoop of ice cream at Meg scoop everywhere on the internet. And you can also, I'll be so grateful if you could follow my podcast, uh, mommy needs a break. Um, and that's at M N a B podcast. Like mommy needs a break. That's the, the abbreviation M N a B podcast everywhere. That's the website. That's the Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. I will make sure that is all linked in the show notes so that we can follow you and keep uh, you know, hearing these gems that you be dropping, because if that's all, if that's what you was dropping over here, I don't even know what you're talking about over Ooh, there. Girl, so. yes, it's a car wreck. <laughs> it is a, a devotional. It is everything all in one, honey. Okay. <laughs>
Yes. So we'll make sure to support you over there. And again, so thankful, so grateful for you taking some time to chat with us um, and, you know, help us to, to have some extra tools in our toolbox when we are dealing with, you know, life's ups and downs. Well, thank you so much, Justin. Thank you for having me. This was such a, a beautiful, like, day and a way to uplift my spirit. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.